Tandem Nomads, episode 264. The greatest lesson that I've learned is that enjoy the moment, enjoy the chapter that you are in, and craft a mindset of peace. It is the only way that you can actually feel happy where you are, what you want to do, and at the same time, create something that you love. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and resources to grow a successful portable business. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. I love sharing in this podcast amazing stories of transformation. And today we have one of the beautiful stories that on top of being a great business, it's also a great craft business. And I'm always admiring people who actually know to make things with their hands. We hear in this podcast, a lot of people who have services, but I'm really looking forward to share today a story of somebody who has developed her huge zone of genius through crafting beautiful soaps. So I can't wait to introduce you to our guest, Mish, Mish Scott. Are you ready for this ride? Yes, like everything else. Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for being here. I'm really, really excited to have you here. So Nomad Nation, rooted in the Philippines, Mish Scott's handcrafted soaps are a reflection of stories, aesthetics, and influences curated while she was an expat in the Middle East, India, and now in the US. She launched Mish Scott Handmade in 2021, as a small purpose-driven business starting solely retailing online. At present, you may find her handmade soap retailing in 16 different stores across six states and four specially curated subscription boxes. In her spare time, you will find her tending to her roses, accompanied by her beloved dog, Bagel. This is such a lovely introduction to you. I love how you crafted your bio, by the way. I've known you since 2020. And it's been just so inspirational to actually see you grow in your journey. So let's start from the beginning. Where did all this business idea and all this, first of all, passion for soap before even becoming a business, where did this passion for soap start for you? I was in Dubai and I was in one of those artisan markets and I saw a booth about handmade soap and I can't believe that someone can actually make their own soap because I've never had handmade soap. And I, I think that's that's when it all began. I, I wanted to enjoy it. I want to discover it the way I want to discover it. I want to fail as much as I can. And I want to be able to laugh and cry and, and savor that failure because I know in the long run, I would need those failures to teach me some lessons, either in, in my craft as, as a soap maker or in life. Um, that the turning point perhaps was when I saw you and um, Nadine um, on Facebook live and talking about portable business. But the breaking point was not creating a business that's portable. The breaking point for me is taking the risk and changing that mindset. Mm. And 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 for me, that's that was my turning point of being part of the BIA. Oh yes. Oh my God. So Nomad Nation, just to give you a little bit of back story here, the back end, Mish has been part of the program that Sunday Bean and I have been um, providing that's called the Business Idea Accelerator. And Mish was part of this program. So you had developed, you already knew by then 
that you had this passion for soap, didn't you? Yes, but it didn't okay. come out like, oh, I, I I want to make soap out of nowhere. I was making handmade soap since 2013. Wow. So the business part of that, I've enjoyed making it. It comes effortless to me. It If someone's going to come to me and say, hey, let's talk about soap, we can talk about soap all the time without knowing how much time we consume because it's it's something that I love unknowingly that that I've fallen in love with soap making because it helped me quiet my mind wow. when when you're isolated and when you are when your identity is lost because you are in a foreign country surrounded by other strangers who you wish to be friends with you know, being an expat, you are not only subjected to the changes of your environment, but also loss of your support system, mm. loss of your comfort zone. It was with working with my hands, connecting with, with local um, NGOs that made me feel like instead of me receiving, it's me giving that gave me fulfillment. Wow. And that's before knowing that I want to turn it into a business. That's amazing. That's I love how you talk about this aspect of isolation and how your what was a hobby for you and I think it's still more than a hobby is a passion has actually helped you grow through hard times. I think for me I battled isolation with productivity because I always want to seek out something positive that is negative in me. So if I'm not feeling good I either learn something new and what I realize is that investing in myself is the best remedy for that isolation, that heartache. It's almost like your old self died and you're now rediscovering who you are, who you want to be. And not a lot of people get that opportunity. So beautiful. I love what you're saying here. And you're the essence just here before when we talk about business, you're the essence of what I really believe on and end every episode with turning challenges into opportunities. So you've been through this hard time and you turn it into an opportunity to learn and do something new and discover a new talent that you probably didn't even know you had. And it took you some practice, I'm sure, before it became a talent, but you've developed it. And we can sense when we hear you that you are deep inside. This is how I feel, at least, that you're deep inside a creative person and a an artist, right? You express your art through soap, but this is how I see you. Would you agree with that? You know, being an artist is such a level that I wish I, I could accept because that's such a big responsibility in terms of honing your craft and learning more. But then again, only a real artist would think like that. Right, <laughs> so exactly. I, I was I just going to say that. Because <laughs> you, you know, when, when we talk about imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. you won't really have an imposter syndrome if you don't really do what you're supposed to do. So the oh fact that you're having imposter syndrome right now, who, whoever is like doing business or coaching or, or in this journey of um, portable business, you are in the right track if you feel like you're an imposter because only a real person who has values and mindset and, and strategy and, and branding can actually feel that imposter syndrome. So yes, love you it. are in the right, right I track. I love it. Oh my God. This is the best way I've ever heard somebody talk about imposter syndrome. I love it so much. So Nomad Nation, I hope you get inspired by that if you've been in that situation because I could see Mish going in the direction, I can't be an artist, but yes, you are an artist. And that is the, the fact that you doubting is 
maybe the proof that you are one, right? Because as an artist, yes. very few artists would actually say I'm an artist. Anyhow, so I, I just love that about you. So what part of the Business Idea Accelerator helped you realize you could make a business of this? I've always been um, pragmatic, but I've always been creative. But I've never thought that I have to break a mindset because mm. I always thought like I got it figured out. This is what I want to do. But then again, I realized in order for me to learn, I have to unlearn the things that I thought I already knew. And that comes with humility, that knowing that you don't know anything and you need to be open to ideas, uh, not necessarily accept them, but challenge them in a way that sits right with the way you want to do things, believe things, and the values that you hold. So when I was creating my brand, I didn't want a, a person or a brand that is making soap because it's good, because the benefits are this. I, I want to tell a story that someone can hold in their hands. I want to share how an ordinary soap becomes a piece of art because it has a soul, it has intent, mm -hmm. and it's thoughtful. I, I want to have a, a product that is beautiful and functional but also I wanted to tell a story to honor my roots to honor where I came from and to honor where I'm going so what was that connection between discovering that you wanted to tell a story and deciding to make it a business in, in order for my business to be sustainable I need to fall in love with it the way I want to but not disregarding the skill set that you need to learn Let's say marketing, for example, I'm not good at marketing. So I need someone to teach me, to open my eyes, to guide me. I don't know anything about taxation in the US. <laughs> so I need someone who, who is capable of doing that for me. I think when I was creating this brand, I took the chance naming it under my name, the scariest <laughs> and bravest thing I've ever done. <laughs> But at the same time, this business, this mindset, it breaks all doubts. Mm -hmm. It breaks doubts that I, I can't I can't do this. I, I, I am so scared in doing this. But it, there's also a small voice that says, yes, you can. And you rather live a life that you tried and you gave it all as opposed to what could have been. Mm -hmm. So what are the steps that you took once you decided to make it a business? I need to detach myself from this love that I have. I need to look at it objectively. I need to have a better relationship with money and view money as a tool. If I really want to help people, I need to have a lot of money so that I can help people. Thank if I really want to add value to someone, that requires money. And sometimes... You have to think that you can't give what you don't have. So you have to be full, if not overflowing. And my relationship with money wasn't that great. But turning it into a business allowed me to say, okay, these are your values. Let's connect your values with your strategy. And let's connect your strategy with money so that it's all rooted together. It's all tied in together. Nothing is just one drive or one facet that you focus on, but everything needs to be interconnected. I love it. I love it. So what is it that helped you actually change that relationship with money? Because I can see how much you've grown between when you started and now in terms of that relationship with money. So what has helped you shift that mindset 
around money so that you can turn this into a business? I didn't view money as a selfish tool. Like Mm -hmm. I want money because I want to buy this or that. I want money so that I can give it away Mm. to the people who are in need. What helped you think that way? I think when you say, oh, money can't buy happiness. Yes, Mm. it can. You just (laughs) don't have to keep it. You have to give it away. I love it. You know, because, because if I wanted to help an NGO, for example, they don't have money to start up a soap um, kit or ingredients. But if I have money and I want to help, I can provide that for them. Not only am I going to teach them how to do it, but I can give them the tools that they need. And that involves money. So if, if <laughs> I want my business to be successful, I need to have a better relationship with money. Wonderful. So tell me, where is your business now? If you had to describe it, you in terms of numbers of stores where you are, all of that, can you give us a bit of a picture, like a snapshot of where is your business now compared to back in 2021? I think my business is gaining more confidence. Before, I would just be so happy to accept any, any stores who would carry my soap. Mm-hmm. Now they have to go through a vendor form and acceptance application just to be fair, just so that I understand my brand positioning, just so that I understand not only our values aligned, but also our aesthetics aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gaining confidence in a way that when I look at the business, I can say you're an awesome business, but you're not just awesome for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm able to reject now at this point <laughs> this is huge it, it, yeah. you get to choose yeah, who you it, work it, with it is this because, is huge yes because before i just want to like okay take 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 because you're so insecure you, you know like you, you just want to get your name out there but now it's like no it's the quality of stores of people that you connect that you need to focus on not the quantity mm-hmm. and because if you focus on the quality even with soap making you don't have to have a lot of ingredients to cr- to formulate an amazing product. You just have to understand the quality of each ingredient to craft a good, decent, beautiful handmade soap. Yeah. So actually, that's the perfect time to ask you. Can you tell us about your soaps? My soap is rooted with the core of minimalism. And at the same time, I didn't want to craft a, a soap, just a soap. I wanted to to tell the story. It doesn't follow the typical marketing calendar. It's only two seasons and each season has a collection and the collection is based on my life. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, her name is Flora. So I have a Flora collection to honor her. My love for the environment and how everything else starts because of bees. Without bees, you, you can't have anything. Mm-hmm. So I have wild bee collection. Perhaps this might be something that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just use what you need. Honor the simplicity and peace that it brings you. Because you don't really need a lot to be happy. You just need quality people, things, place to to be in a in the place you want to be or the place that you dream of. You know, sometimes you you craft this lifestyle that you have and you you look at someone and you say, oh, I wish I can do that or I wish I can be that. I, I think I don't want to be that. I want to be where I am right now because this is exactly where I should be. 
and the, and and I welcome all the lessons that I'm going to learn and I welcome all the little victories that I am I am experiencing and I I honor the people who contributed to that success whether they know it or not I love it yeah I love how you tell the story around your soaps and I can tell you I've been using your soaps for so long and you've made me taste it and then once I tasted it I couldn't stop ordering it <laughs> and then giving it away and one of the things that you do really well is I think th- we feel your spirit through your soaps And we feel the soul through the soap, but also the way you package them. I think that's the big one as well that you're doing. Is there any advice you can give to people who have such a creative way of being and want to make that transpire through any craft they're doing? Is there anything that you can share? Because when we hear you, we can hear how much you are like truly rooted in, in the values behind the brand, Mish Scott Handmade. So we can stand and see the values behind it, but how do you go from there to actually packaging those products so nicely and, and transpire all of that through the product? You know, I, I was torn between unboxing and creating an experience that is sustainable. So I thought, let me list down sustainable materials and let me exercise my creative mind on how I can do an unboxing experience that's still pretty because one of my favorite holidays is Christmas and the idea of unwrapping a gift is something that I always want to recreate so when I package my soap I always imagine how the other person would look at this box and say wow somebody made an effort and I think that's what I want my customers my my uh, the people who put their trust in me to see that some someone made an effort and I made an effort to make yeah. that person smile at least and yeah. the unboxing experience is fabulous <laughs> for sure <laughs> I've experienced it and I can say that yeah it did feel like Christmas so I think this one of one of one of the things that a lot of us might look is also wonderful ways to please other people that we love and for me using your soaps and your packaging was an amazing way to please people I wanted to to gift right because it was not just about soap you you could buy soap in a supermarket it has nothing to do with the soap that you'll get that is full of soul and spirit and thoughtful and on top of it being sustainable with the ingredients of the soap as well as the packaging and also you know even if it hurts my margin <laughs> I, I feel like I needed to give back so uh, Mish Scott Handmade is actually partnered with One Tree Planted so for every purchase we, we plant a tree obviously back in the Philippines because that's my country <laughs> moreover than that I think my soap usually a lot of people say oh your soap is too pretty and I want to convey this um, life is short so use a pretty handmade soap enjoy the perfume put that lipstick on dress the way you want to dress without the criticism of background noise I love that was a lovely lesson for sure so I want to talk a little bit about more like the pragmatic aspects that's something you've done that I've been watching I kind of want to take people a little bit through the background of how you started actually online and how you managed to go through all that tech aspect <laughs> to start <laughs> your online store and then 
And then we'll talk more about the relationships you've built to accelerate your growth, right? So anything you can share about what do you use as a platform to sell your products, for instance, online? How do you manage that whole value chain, that whole chain of selling from the order to, to delivering? Can you take us through that more like in the, the tools you use and the, the pragmatic steps that happen in the back end? Make sure ad, admin is on point. So mm-hmm. if you're a person who's not organized, make sure that you have a list to do and and you're organized because you can't build a business from up. You have to build your business down before you can put up. So there is a, I needed to first understand how do I register my business? Where do I pay tax? Do I need to do a, a trademark attorney for, for my name? You know, th- things like that. W- when I look at technical in, in my website, for example, I chose a website that um, a platform that I can easily manipulate. I can't do Etsy, too crowded. I can't do Shopify because I didn't like their aesthetics. So let's so just, I, I, yeah, let's just back off real quick because you mentioned Etsy and Shopify. These are all what is called technically drop shipping models. Like these yeah. are online platforms that help craft makers or artists sell their goods. So they don't have to create a website. They use their platform to not only sell their products, but also manage the whole delivery. So in your case, you chose to go independent and have your own website, right? Yes, I did. I use Squarespace because that's easy for me. Mm-hmm. That's cut and paste. They have template. They have a video how to do each step, where to go. You go to settings, you go to this. This is what's going to happen. Their customer service is great. So I chose them. And the reason why I want to have my own website is because I want to see the traffic going to my website and see the insights, mm-hmm. understand how people buy, understand how, uh, what percentage of men and women uh, buy my soap. I always predict that 20% would be men, 80% would be women, but my insights shows 30% men, 70% women, you know? So it's, it's, it's good to see and understand um, basic. I'm, I'm not very tech savvy, to be honest, but I, I am very good at research. And that's one thing in BIA that they drill you down. Do your market research. You know why? It saves you money. It saves you time. It saves you energy. It will save you with frustration. Because if you do your market research right, it allows you to have the tools that you need to understand before spending something. You're preaching. Um, Amen. (laughs) Preach, girl. Preach. (laughs) You you know, um, because when when I was in BIA, I was like, okay, niche down. It's like, I don't know how to niche down because I'm afraid people will not buy because it's it's too narrow. But then again, when I was doing my business and I realized you niche down because you need to stand up. You need to stand out from the crowd of other soap makers. This is why you niche down. If I am a coach, for example, I want to have a specialty and expertise on one subject Mm -hmm. so that when that person who really needs me can see me because I'm the only one who took the effort to understand that specific market. And I love that you're the proof that you can do that with products as well. 
right? So what is that niche that you ended up like really focusing on? How do, would you describe it? I, I made a point that I will only have 12 handmade soaps. 12, that's it. Not 50, not 40. No, 12. 12 because there's 12 months in a year. Love <laughs> and I'm thinking if somebody wants to buy one soap a month and try it out, that's great. I also, I also want to make sure that I have time for myself, that I'm not slaving away making soap because I need to have 40, 50 types of soap. Sourcing out ingredients as well is not sustainable because the more you have more product, the more ingredients you need to use. Um, it's easier for your data analysis. You can see which one sells more mm -hmm. and which one doesn't. And you can see like which product you need to focus your effort on because that brings on more money. And um, instead of you just making all the soaps that you want. And I think it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about the community you serve. Wow. So even if I want to make this and that of soap, but people don't want it. I can't offer them what they want. I need to offer them what they need because their needs trumps more than what I want. Love it. I love it. It's so good to hear you say that. It's just amazing to see you say that now with your own words after all these years, like it feels like you embodied all of those principles and Today, it comes naturally out, right? And I would like to share this because of those who might not be there yet in this journey who are listening, who might feel like this is so complicated, this is so hard, and this feels like such a big place to so much work to get there, right? What would you share to those who are listening who are not there yet, who might think, oh my God, I'm going to do to learn all of this? I would say start. Mm -hmm. Just start. It's not perfect. It's fine. Just start. Build something that, that you believed in and then move forward one step at a time. As you learn, as you grow, you're making something and adding value more. But you can't do that if you don't start. Yes. My first soap was ugly. <laughs> but before I can understand how to make beautiful, functional thoughtful handmade soap I need to start with the ugly soap that I made so just start and be kind to yourself when you're starting when you're learning when you're growing because I feel the greatest critic is ourselves is our mindset us saying negative things but you won't say that to your friend or to someone else but you're willing to say that to yourself so allow yourself to make mistakes to fail and when you do, be kind with the words you tell yourself. That's the only way you can grow. I love it so much. And be kind with the words you tell yourself. I think this is huge because whatever thoughts and words that we have for ourselves will come out in terms of energy and in terms of results in the work and our in. You didn't mention it saying it this word, but I could hear behind the scenes. It's all about self-care. It was so important, right? I know that it is important to you as well to make sure to care for yourself because this is a journey that will last many years. And if you're not kind to yourself, that would be really hard to keep going through all the challenges. Yes. And also the best self-care that you need to take care of 
is not your body, which is, you know, I, I wish I would not say that because I have handmade soap, but <laughs> the best self-care you have to take care of is your mind and your heart because mm-hmm. everything else falls into its place. So if you are in a, not in a good place right now, start investing with your mind. Mm-hmm. Busy yourself. Even if like you have the most boring day, find joy in making your own coffee, mm-hmm. being thankful that you don't need an assistant to make your coffee because some people can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, find kindness in what you do every day, find a favorite thing because that adds up. I've been in a place where it's so dark that I, I wish I can have someone or something to, to light me up. It's little by little waking up in the morning, having the best coffee that I can make mm. or falling asleep at night and feeling the sheets in my bed because I chose that bed sheet and it's, you know, it's the little things that counts. And, and when you look back, you won't remember the big things. You would remember the small things that affected you most. Mm. So when you say self-care, for me, it starts with your mind and your heart. Heart in a way that how you handle yourself and how you handle others. Mind in a way that you just need to start investing with yourself and and saying to yourself that this is not selfish. This is self-care. So good. I love it so much. Yeah. And there's one question that I know a lot of people ask when it's about in general business, but specifically when it's about products is how do you find your clients? So could you share a couple of tips or what worked for you to find your clients? Don't cheapen your product. Mm. Believe in it. The moment you believe in it, people believe you. I was in the U.S. January 2020, didn't know anyone, no family around, cannot drive, you know. But when you're seeking for something, the universe conspires for you to find it. Just how I found BIA, just how I found by accident that conversation with you and Nadine. Finding your community doesn't necessarily mean hundreds of people. It can mean three people who are cheering you on, believing in what you do, and telling you the truth as they see it. When I was in BIA, I had this accountability group. There's Mm -hmm. three of them and, and me. And even though we have different time zones, even though we have different schedules, different points in our lives, that connection, that space to be vulnerable, that space to be honest, that space to just be frustrated and not be judged is a valuable community. And that comprises of, you know, three other women and me. Wow. So it's not, it's really not the quantity, it's the quality. I'm so happy that Jim. That you all got together. And this is something that I really, that's so important to me. And I was talking about this interestingly recently uh, with many people. It's funny that this conversation keeps coming back, this isolation of entrepreneurship. And I'm going to make an episode about that actually. And this is why every single one of my programs contains community. Even the one-on-one coaching that I provide has a community aspect because I do think that it's by being together as a community that we inspire each other. 
I might be the marketing expert, but what I think is more important is that exchange that happens when people come together, where people get inspired, and therefore you just go and run with your own intelligence and your own gift to go find your solutions, right? But you get all this inspiration by being together. I love that. So thanks for sharing that. This is so important to me indeed. So one thing that I want to share, so I've seen you grow and it's just been amazing for me. It's just, you're just one of those stories I keep sharing with so many people when I meet one-on-one, how, you know, when you just believe and trust in your craft, how you said the universe conspires for you, right? On top of all the technical aspects. So this is really important. But I wonder if you see yourself, how much you've grown. And if so, what is it that you're most proud of? Most proud of is perhaps rediscovering myself and allowing my old self by embracing the the journey of self-discovery in a place that is unfamiliar, but honestly, learning kindness to myself. Mm-hmm. When you're in that transition, in a place that you're isolated, when you are talking negatively to yourself, because that's so much easier than talking positive to yourself, learning to be kind to yourself, I think that's my greatest achievement. So, So what if I fail? It's fine because you know what? I'll try again. What if my market research is it's not done? Don't worry. You know, market research is never ending. So you're going to learn and learn and learn more. What if it doesn't sell? It's fine if it doesn't sell because you know what? You created a product that you can use. What if your family or your friends doesn't support you? That's okay too because they're not your target market. Amen to that. <laughs> you, you know, don't take it against your family or friends who don't support you because they are in a different place as you. Just mm-hmm. believe and be kind to yourself saying, you know what, I can do this. I'm going to do this for myself and I'm going to to make myself proud. I'm going to fall in love with this, with this business and I'm going to have an affair that is so good i want to continue it forever (laughs) i love it so much you're gonna have an affair with your own business and your craft i love this so much (laughs) you know yeah yeah, that's actually one of the things that i learned in bia have a sexy intimate affair with your business because when you look at at your business as a body of you want to get to know them you want to understand them you want to invest in them you want to make sure that you enjoy spending time so if you look at the business as that Mm. everything else falls into its place your market research is like just getting to know your business dating your business you know women are so good at finding out things so it's, yeah, it's yes. like that very you, you know so yes women are very resourceful and very detailed mm. so so do that with 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 your business nothing lasts forever but i want to prolong the life of my business as long as i can and when it dies, and if it dies, I hope it has a beautiful death. Oh if my that God. makes sense. <laughs> I, I get you. And I've got uh, goosebumps right now when I hear you say that. It's so beautiful. We're going to have to end and closely wrap this amazing and 
conversation. I could continue with you another hour, but um, I have one last question. What is happening in your business? What's next? What are you most excited about? Tell us about what's in the works right now, the next steps of your business. I'm ready to launch my signature soap. I, I feel like that's that's something that every brand or every every specialty should have. And I've been formulating it in, in for many years, but now I think I'm ready to do that. So watch out for my signature soap. <laughs> I think the life of my business is very active right now and it's enjoying its ride and it's enjoying its success and its failures and it's organically alive. So love it. I can't wait <laughs> to see what the future brings. Right. I can't wait for that too. So thank you so much, Mish, for sharing your inspiring journey with us. What is the best place to find you and find your beautiful soaps? The best place would probably be Instagram. I'm glued to Instagram. Beautiful, <laughs> by it, the way. I love your posts. They're so poetic. I love them. Instagram, just DM me. My website is mishscott.com. Um, it doesn't matter if you buy my soap or not. Just say hi. I just want you to know that I see you. I hear you and I value you. Love this so much, Mish. I'm going to let it at this point. Thank you so much for sharing it, your story and inspiring us and your beautiful words. I love when you say, just say hi. So Nomad Nation, reach out to Mish if you've been inspired by her story and just say hi. You will find all her contacts on the show notes of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 264. And I will also put the link of the Business Idea Accelerator, the BIA. If you're looking for a business idea, but don't know where to start, or you have a business or a couple of businesses, you're not sure these are the right businesses for you, then check it out. It's on the show notes of this episode, tandemnomads.com slash 264. Thanks again, Mish. And I can't Thank wait you, to continue Amanda. to follow your journey. Thanks. Nomad Nation, stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities. <laughs>